I don't feel like anyone's talking. They're blockers. That's not why I came to Hollywood. Fucking backwards. What's up? It's Jamie Kennedy. You saw by the graphic, this is the Jamie Kennedy show. It's the Jamie Kennedy show. That's right. No, it's not the Duck Dynasty reboot. No, I did not move to the mountains. You know, CVS. This is my denial beard. I was supposed to start a movie. April 3rd in Las Vegas and the character has a beard and every two weeks a director would text me and say we got two more weeks we'll go two more weeks are gonna let us go and so he's like let it grow let it grow so it has been uh, 12 weeks and um, I am just gonna let it grow um, because I'm in denial and that's my way of doing this because I know that the project's going to happen. Now, this is just a tester show, the Jamie Kennedy show. You guys who know me know I have my podcast, hate to break it to you. I'm just going off the dome right now. It's our first one. And right now, besides the pandemic, besides earthquakes, besides the tornadoes, the most important thing that has been happening in the last two weeks has been murder, um, police brutality, racial inequality, um, protesting, looting, and all that. But I don't know how to describe all this. But the biggest thing is I don't even want to say racial inequality, I want to say murder you know and my job i don't know if i have one is uh there's a lot of people posting i figure i get so annoyed when i go to comedy clubs and when i do a show and i do a joke about another race or another gender or another i don't know something else and people get offended like if i do a joke about deers and there's a bunch of llamas in the audience, and the llamas are like, oh, I don't know, I don't know if the deers will like that. I don't. It's like, yo, you're not, you're not a fucking deer, okay? I let the deers get offended. So that's the same for racial inequality. And um, white people, I think, you know, when you do comedy, when you do jokes about other races and genders and such, white people, oh, oh. Uh, and then the gender or the race may be laughing at the joke, so it has to get approved. So I think in this time, during the protests, I think I see a lot of people and a lot of out there in the streets doing good stuff, but it would be the ultimate white privilege to speak for the black race. So with my little platform, I'm going to bring you black voices, people of color voices. Um, and let them tell you what's up. This is all about listening, not enough, and too much talking. So no better voice to start with than my man who's very quiet usually most of the time. He opens for me, uh, you know, I would say, you know, about half of my time. I met him 
about a year and a half ago in D.C. He's very funny, very smart. He is a young, up-and-coming comic. And I'd like you to welcome, or like you to welcome my buddy, Von Michael. Yo, Von. What up, Jamie? What up? This is all a test. I mean, okay. but this is real. So first of all, thank you for doing this, dude, because you were falling asleep on me a lot. <laughs> yeah, you're I text you, dude. I'm up with you. I'm up with you eating tacos and wings at 3 a.m. on the road, and then I text you at like 12. I'm like, yo, let's do this interview. You're like, uh. <laughs> Quarantine life is different. We, we go to bed on time here now. <laughs> you do? Yeah, I go to bed about 9 o'clock every night now. I'm, I'm living like a and civilian. And do what? And you go um, what? And then you get up early? Get up early, work out. Um, do some writing. Like I'm, I'm, I've evolved as a person. I, I don't even feel like a comic anymore. Dude, you don't feel like you're a comic anymore. No, not at all. I, I'm, I, I feel like a regular person. I'm getting good sleep, eating good. I lost about twenty five pounds. Um, I you feel do normal. look slim, dude. <laughs> thank you. Thank you do you. look slim, dude. You dropped. Are you drinking? Not drinking. Not smoking. Um, since that weekend I no worked smoking? with you, I, I stopped. Mm -mm. Yeah, you were okay. So, are you sober again or off for a little while? Sober, completely sober. Wow, I've only done like CBD twice this whole thing. I haven't drank or anything, just to sleep. So, dude, I want to come to you because you heard my intro. Mm -hmm. Um, do you agree with it that people should just listen to what people of color want to say i think that's the first thing we should start by the way um yeah what, what do I, you I, like to be what do you like to be referred as black dude person of color oh black people need guy. to learn this stuff <laughs> the black guy right yeah. you know people get all people get all butthurt by now i mean i'm a white dude right i mean right <laughs> okay so, yeah oh that doesn't bother me so black dude so black dude, right. you heard you heard that from everybody from Vani, everybody. Okay, so so just I'll start slow here because you are chill, you're under the radar, and the last couple days I've seen you posting some stuff, and I'm like, oh shit, Vaughn's getting his <laughs> his his hand, his nose in the game here. So and you were taking some yo shots fired, shots fired today. So tell me. The simplest thing of what do you what how do you feel um just about everything in general it, no it's, it's, that, that was a terrible question over the last two weeks i guess let me ask you this first question can mm -hmm. i so a couple of weeks ago i did a thing for the lapd rampart division where okay. i saw a lot of cops with no masks and <laughs> I was like, yeah, right? And my sister works in Denver at the VA, and she didn't have the proper PPE. And we all heard about that in the beginning. So she was getting it. I was fortunate enough to get an N95. And I'm like, cops don't even have this. Some cops didn't even have masks. And I heard that maybe it was because you had to see a cop's face or whatever. But since then, by the way, I see a lot of cops in masks. And I got pulled over the other day. And got a ticket for tags and all the cops had a mask. So I gave 
them some masks. And the cops were really appreciative of it. I know cops. I've worked with cops. I've done police athletic league, uh, athletic league, athletic league benefits. I've done stuff with mm-hmm. the LAPD. Rampart is that division that was in training day. You know all about the backstory. Listen, that's a, an intense division. They've had some, they've had some drama there. They've had some great bust there. They've had some, you know, inside bad stuff there. My question to you is though, but I was a little testy now, like talking to the cops because. I don't want the black community to think like I'm a traitor. So my first question to you is, as somebody that I know and you know me, can I live in a world where I can appreciate cops and want cops and know that there are going to be some bad cops? Mm -hmm. And can I also still support my black people? Of course. Um, you definitely do both. I think what we have to realize is that police um, brutality is just the surface level of like really what the issue is in America. Um, but for you per se, um, just because you, I mean, if somebody breaking your house, you're going to have to call a cop anyway. Um, so we definitely still need cops at the end of the day. Um, and you want now, that too. You want to call a cop too, right? Right, exactly. Um, now I think the issue is for, for the black community is like you saw, like with Drew Brees, how it's kind of like, you don't acknowledge that there's an issue. Um, it's kind of just, now take me, take me through that. I'm not going to try to interrupt you. Take me through that because I saw that and I was like, I didn't really follow, but I know he pissed off a lot of people. And then I saw you comment and you're usually like, you don't get involved. So the fact that you are taking these stances is awesome. So tell me exactly what happened. Um, Drew Brees had an interview with Yahoo. Um, so we're all familiar with Colin Kaepernick, he, who was kneeling um, during the national anthem in the NFL. Um, he ended up getting blackballed by the NFL and he lost his job. Um, Drew Brees, um, during this interview that just happened recently with Yahoo, uh, was telling him that um, he's against anyone um, that disrespects the flag and he's not for kneeling for the national anthem at all. Um, and the reason was because his um, grandfather um, served in the military. Um, now he, he stated that, but he never stated, you know, he understood that there's black issues going on, uh, police brutality, or the reason why people were kneeling. And that's where the frustration, um, came from the black community. Um, mostly because Drew Brees works with black people pretty much all his life playing football. And it's just like, bro, like you should, you know, feel some type of compassion for black people. If you've been working with us, like 70% of the NFL is, is black. And all you care about is that your grandfather served. Yeah. About 70% of the NFL is black. (laughs) I thought 90, bro. Come on, man. Um, I think the NBA about 90%. I want to say NFL about 70%. (laughs) Couple, a couple of Jason Nash is still Steve Nash is still sneaking in, but so go ahead. So what? So yeah, the issue with Drew Brees is that you know what we have now um, with the black with, with black people in general is either you with us or against us. Against us, there's no in between. Um, so we want you to just like you see with um, the LGBTQ community. Um, when I'm in DC, um, you see certain. Um, stores, they'll have the flag letting you know that they support LGBTQ community. 
Um, so with black community, we want people now to let um, it be known that you support the black community. Um, because when you don't say anything at all, that, that hurts us and it makes it uh, okay for racist um, people to, to do things against us. So white silence equals violence. Correct. Because you have yeah. to make it uncomfortable. We ha What we have to do is, and this is why we need white people in the movement, is that we have to make being racist not part of our culture anymore. We have to make it uncool. You have to feel uncomfortable to be racist. And once people feel that uncomfortable, um, then that's when we will start to eliminate that racism. Okay. I got two points, Dave. Remember if I forget these. So, yeah. So Drew Brees is in New Orleans. And you know mm -hmm. what's up down there. That is, I think New Orleans is everybody, but I would say it definitely has a more black feel, although New Orleans has its own thing. Would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah New Orleans, that's <laughs> black people in New Orleans. It is, but, it's, but even the white people and the black people together form New Orleans in a right. dope way, I think. Right, and right. so Drew's done a lot for the community. Obviously, the statement was was just weird because, dude, I don't understand this. It's not about the fucking flag. Right. Okay? And let's say it is about the flag. Who the fuck are you offending? Betsy Ross? Right. The cloth? <laughs> the fucking stars that are fucking sewn on? The flag is a fucking symbol. Okay? Right. Colin Kaepernick straight up set a precedent, had a $118 million contract and goes, yo, I'm good. And he put it all on the line. Like, like I don't see in my lifetime, maybe Muhammad Ali. I mean, Colin Kaepernick really is a dude. I mean, come on, man. He is incredible now yeah 110 percent. he was completely blackballed no pun intended like you said and because if you look because all of a sudden when he started kneeling people were like well his knee was off you know <laughs> his throwing mechanic all the right they yeah. were like yo his shit i'm like you seen some of the fucking bums starting he can't get a backup he can't get a <laughs> third string no 100%. So what you said earlier is the deeper, systematic, deeper, deeper, like, you know, the, the flowers over here of racism. This is deep within the roots, right? This might even be, be even in the fucking, like, seed of it, right? So, mm -hmm. so I was thinking supporting the NFL. Now, it's, again, for me, it's not for me to say to take people, take food off the table, but, you know, and I believe it's more than 70%. I believe it's like 90%. You know, the NFL is black and it's and it's a black it is a black work league. I wouldn't say it's a black owned league at all, right? And it's oh, not really not a black all. run league. There's not a it's black people in some jobs, but not of the super owner powers, right? But you right. know, they say they're working on that. So would you say that the NFL now I'm gonna get to their their I'm gonna get to his apology and I'm gonna get to what they said. Mm -hmm. Would you say that's a, see, I don't want to take food off of people's thing, but that the NFL was completely racist. Would you say that? 
Absolutely. Um, I personally don't want to you okay. So you're saying that, how do you tell your black brothers mm-hmm. don't play in it? Because they, they got to support, right? But you, I need to hear that. What do you, what do you think about it? Um, so I think it's too late for the people that already play. Personally, myself, I don't watch the NFL at all. Um, I'm, I'm more of an NBA um, person because the NBA um, NBA embraces black culture. Um, when you watch the mm-hmm. NBA, like it's hip hop, like you, you you feel like you you're, you're at a black event with the NFL. Black people, we, we make up most of the league, but it still feels like a southern kind of good old boy type of vibe to it. Um, now, if, as far as support, um, I, I tell people don't watch the NFL. Don't support it at all. Um, I, I think black people should stop really playing football and focus more on basketball or playing soccer or something or track and field. Wow. See, dude, you got these stealthy things, dude. That's why I love you, man, because you are so quiet. But you always drop a gem in there. First of all, that's as ballsy as fuck. It'll be interesting to see how black people react to that statement. You totally make sense. But what you just said is I'd never heard before. Oh, God, it's so interesting. This this is why white people, you got to ask a black man. That's what this segment should be called. Oh, oh, but I, I do want to say that one thing. Wait, I got to ask, ask you. Anybody. Go ahead. Wait, I... I <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask Terry Crews. <laughs> Whoa, I gotta ask you about that too. So, okay. So wait, I gotta ask you about that. So, yeah, you said, and I totally agree with you. The NBA will get to that, but the NFL is. You said you feel like it's a Southern old white boys club, the right. way it's run. Is that what you're saying? Correct. That's so, I've never heard that, dude. And that totally makes sense. Because if you look at them gators and gang cops, <laughs> you know, the Razor back, all that shit, come on now. You know, right? <laughs> like, you see that fucking back swamp shit. They take that shit seriously. I mean, you work with me in Florida, but we didn't go deep in the swamp. But, I mean, that's what the swamp is. Them dudes, you know, and the yeah. football. But what's interesting is, because how I like... You might re- you might react very different than that than me, and I'm sure you will. And the, what what's interesting is what you said is I had a thing on this with Odell Beckham. So Odell Beckham is the physical embodiment of what you're saying. So to me, he should be the face of the NFL. Okay. So when I watch OBJ, do we just lose Vaughn or no? You no, there? When we when we lose. Okay. When I watch OBJ, remember when he went in, he caught a touchdown, and then he lifted his leg, and he, like, pretended he was peeing like a dog. Remember that? Yeah. And the corny-ass NFL, no fun league, fined him, like, $25,000. And he was trending. Every kid's like, ah, all that shit. Okay. So what's fucking fascinating is, that's what I want. I mean, here's a guy that is a freaking nature, a super athlete, made like a ballerina circus soule type of catch. Mm-hmm. Got mad swagger, crazy ability, crazy attitude, gives zero fucks, great looking dude, likes to party. 
that's my guy. Like, that's what I want. Like, I want to aspire. I'm buying his jerseys. I'm buying his cleats. I'm buying his shit. He's from LSU. Like, that's right. why I got into rap music because I lived close enough to the city. And when I got my first tape at 12 years old, and people were like, yo, check this out. This is Run DMC. I'm like, what the hell is that? It always made me feel cool. So mm-hmm. he is the embodiment of like a rap C, a rap mixtape. Like it was dope. Right. And so what you just said is true. And the first person I really saw in the NBA, I'm not saying there wasn't before them, who probably really was like that, and I totally agree with you in the NBA, was, um, and I didn't really know the culture of, of where he came from until I started going down to Virginia Beach in Virginia, was Iverson. Oh, because yeah. There was, there was other dudes like Barkley and Dr. J and Moses and all this mm-hmm. stuff. But AI, to me, is a real dude, right? I mean, he's like the embodiment. He changed, he changed 100%, right? I mean, I never saw tats like that on an athlete. Cornrows, you see him a little bit. But he came in, and my mom was watching. My mom's like, wow, he's got a lot of cats. And my, he, like, <laughs> he got her on board. I mean, but mm-hmm. AI went mainstream. You agree. Yeah, I, I love AI. AI, he changed everything. E- even basketball players now, you see all of them have a piece of AI. Everybody has tattoos mm. now because of AI. Um, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of AI. I can't, I have, my hair is long because of AI. I have tattoos because of AI. So are you, you're not far from where AI was from, right? So I mean, because you would know him, that away. culture. So then, yeah, so you, so AI would represent where you're from, like um, Newport News and all that. Mm-hmm. You, Pharrell. I mean, it was black culture, but that's a different black culture. That's definitely than West Coast black culture, right? Or New York black culture, right? I mean, that was like Virginia, that area of black culture. Do you agree? Right, right. Um, we, we're way different. And because um, Virginia has a lot of great athletes, because Michael Vick is from Virginia as well. So it's like we, we produce some of the best athletes in the country. The NBA is black culture. And I've gone to multiple All-Star weekends. I've hosted events. I've also just been there as a viewer. And it is black culture, the parties. And, and I, I so believe you're right. And I don't know the NFL. So I just, the NFL ain't as, how can I say, it's not as dope. Is that right to say? Yeah, it's, 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 it's they need to embrace it. I think that they, they don't realize they probably could make more money if they if they embrace the black culture. Because embrace it with hip hop. Um, everybody loves black culture. So if you, I, I just don't understand. It's like they're trying to hold on to a legacy that's no longer there. I know, bro. I know. Now, let me ask you this. What do you think about Breeze's apology? And what do you think about Goodall's apology? Um, Breeze, um, I'm glad that he came back and he made apology. That's after people spoke with him about that. Um, I can respect that. Uh, Roger Goodell, on the other hand, uh, we're in a time now, it's very weird, bro. Like, (laughs) I feel like some people are taking advantage of this, this right now. Like I, I saw a picture of of um, Mitt Romney at the Black Lives Matter taking a selfie, and it, it feels like a, <laughs> it feels like a lot of people are just want to be hey documented hey. as they're saying the right thing. 
Yo, bro. <laughs> that is so fucking facts. Yo, I know, dude. That's why I'm kind of like, I'm trying to sit back and assess the situation and say the right thing because if they say you don't say shit, then what are you compliant? And if you say too much, are you virtue signaling? Then over here, you. But listen, there's no doubt that fucking there's definitely some people out here doing that shit for the grand. You agree with that? <laughs> yes, it is. It's 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 sickening. It, it's 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 kind of like. On one hand, I'm kind of like, okay, like, I'll take any exposure that we can get possibly. Um, the more people that's putting out there, that's good. But on the other hand, it's like, can you live with that? Like, are you going to look back and, and, and really be able to to live with that years from now? Like, th- that doesn't bother you at all? Bro, well, yesterday, I mean, Hollywood had its biggest protest I ever saw. It was mm-hmm. all the way from La Brea past Vine. And as incredible as that was, I just thought, do all of those people get together and form one huge germ that travels more than six feet? <laughs> I mean, sorry. There was so many people. But it was, <laughs> but it was, I mean, dude. There was fucking so many people. Does that become a super germ? Right? So, so you, you but look, the coronavirus? Oh, yeah, dude. All of a sudden, everybody's like fucking making out and shit. I'm like, yo, dude, these people were like this. Like, yo, yo, what's up? Black Lives Matter. Like, literally, I'm like, yo, Black Lives Matter, but six feet away, they matter. You know, like, I'll probably get in trouble for saying that. I also noticed what eyes. you're saying. I mean, <laughs> dude, probably get canceled, but like, there are, there are definitely people like white people out there that go to one march and then now like you know, king of the black people, I did it. You know, like, it's definitely <laughs> you see that, right? Yes, it's it's it's, well, it's sickening. It's very sickening. Well, I well yeah, I I will say though in my life, fifty years, and you tell me how old are you? Are you thirty yet? 28. Okay. I've never seen this much support for the black community worldwide in terms of like, mm-hmm. it's time to end this shit. Have you ever, I don't think I've ever seen this much. It's worldwide. Have nah. you, do you agree with that or no? Uh, Cause I was talking to my dad actually about it. And um, what was it back in the um, the eighties? Um, mm-hmm. He was comparing it to that. And he was like, it wasn't as huge as this. So it, it feels like we're in a time that this is a movement and that's what I'm afraid of. People are trying to be a part of this movement, even though they might not necessarily support the movement. Yo, they're looting the movement. You agree with that? Correct. So I agree with you. That's why I want to talk to you and people like you, because it's like you you got to say your piece, you know, and that's and, and I, you're, there are you saw the, some some of the stories with the Instagrammers, you know, um, taking a picture it, it, it is it is sickening it is weird um and you know i don't know what to say about that it's it's it, you're right i did i did notice that bro even more yesterday like there was so many people in hollywood and, that, and it was beautiful it was but i mean you know you can't control it but you definitely see some stuff like that it's hard for me to understand the experience that's why i like to ask you and other people because okay. you know 
it, it would be ignorant for me to speak, like, unless, you know, because I'm not black, you know, even though I love black culture and all that stuff. But the, the greatest meme is I wish they love black people like they love black culture. I mean, that was the deepest meme I've seen to this whole thing. And it's so true. And that's kind of what Malibu's was about, about a guy who really loves black culture, but he doesn't mm-hmm. all, all understand all the pain that comes with it. And that's what, that's what white people do. You know what I mean? And they don't understand that because they just by being like this, you don't get the bad parts. You know, right. and so and that's and that's and that's what white people really don't understand. I mean, not all of them, but some. So I had a guy following me. Go ahead, you tell it. You can. Yeah, so put, there you was can a guy. His yeah. name out there. <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. But it was a. All right. Well, I guy. had a dude filming me, who was a nice dude. Go ahead. But and um, we're in the car. We're, we're on on the back coming back from a gig, and they're like, I was asleep. And I, it's weird. It's just like <laughs> whenever a white person uses the N word, it just wakes me up. And like it, the Biggie lyric, <laughs> the Biggie lyric came on. It's literally off the joke. <laughs> it's like the joke I do without him not even knowing he's doing the joke that he's not supposed to do. It's like right. It was like a lot going on in there. Yeah, and it was just like, and and, and the part that made me the most upset about so it. So tell the story. So it's a kid that was filming me. A kid that yeah. was filming me is a white kid, went to USC, you know, a little bit of a crackhead, whatever, hippie, and he's all about free love, and we're driving somewhere from fucking Michigan to Indiana, and I don't think about it, but I guess my, the good thing about my show is it's kind of like Benetton. It was me, you, and Jason, who's the middler, who's, who's uh, Korean, but, you know, whatever. I just, I just work with people that are easy to get along with, that are hilarious, and that's it. The, the fact that we all check box, you guys check boxes, whatever, it's great. But so no one, so we're just all chilling, right? Not not thinking about that type of stuff. And Dum Dum, who was filming me, is singing Biggie. Okay, <laughs> and literally, if you don't know, now you know. Hmm. <laughs> Says it at like three in the morning. We're on a fucking highway with Vaughn, and Vaughn's asleep. Vaughn's like, what? What? Like the alarm clock, the N-word alarm clock got him up. Like, what's up? What's up? And then he, dumb dumb, was like, what's up? Says it. It's like sings it again. And I like had to like. Stop, do an intervention, kind of stop the car, be like, yo, you don't do that. What the fuck are you doing? And then he went in those whole hippie free love thing. No, I don't mean, man, I'm just singing the song. And what was your take at that moment? My my take was that was privilege right there. That was, it, 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 it really upset me that he was trying to defend the use of the word. And I haven't looked at his Instagram. I, I hope I want... Well, people that that defend, they should use the word. I, I hope he should be in the front line at the Black Lives Matter rally right now. So, um, that's my <laughs> my my biggest take on that. But um, it 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 was a culture shock because where I come from, white people don't use that word. So for him to tell me that he was telling me that it's okay now, and it's just like I was I was appalled. I was like, hold on, like this is information I haven't heard of. Like I had to call the black people and just try to figure out like is this is this right. <laughs> Bro, 22, grew up in L.A., went to USC. So if you think it's only him, imagine, right? Right. And he thinks he's singing a song. And it's like, yo, dude, yo, dude. And 
I don't even know if he really got it when you talk to him. Because you kind of really let him off the hook. Yeah, I it was I was at work. And for me, it was just kind of like, it, just wanted to get it done. Be professional. But you're right. And that was weird. Now, did you hate him anymore after that? Or, or you were just like, he's an idiot? I didn't hate him, but Total it was privilege. just kind of... His privilege was... His privilege in defending it was insane. He totally yeah, thought he could. It, but go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't hate him, but it, it my respect level definitely went down because it, it was I looked at him more as a kid at that point. It was just, just like he doesn't get it. It was we were on two different levels. Yeah, I agree with you. He didn't understand the history with the word. Right. Um. And. Yeah, that that was a very uncomfortable moment, and thank you for being chill with that. Um, he doesn't work with me anymore. Uh, but dude, you you shots fired today at Terry Crews. Do you know exactly what he said? Because today you posted something. What happened? Um, so he put out a tweet. Essentially, um, I I, I can't quote because I don't have the tweet in front of me. Oh, hold on a second. Something about black supremacy. Black supremacy, defeating white supremacy without white people creates black supremacy. Equality is the truth. Like it or not, we're all in this together. That's what he said. Right. Um, the the issue with with Terry Crews' statement is that um, I, I don't agree with it for for the first thing, and it just to me it sounds like he was endorsed by All Lives Matter. Um, now. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do you want I, I to explain really, to people why all lives do you want to explain to people why all lives matter is uh, a re re thing to say? Can I say that? It's not a is a dumb thing to say. Can you explain that to people? The, I know why, but So All Lives Matter was created you. when Black Lives Matter was created. It was to go against Black Lives Matter. People we were saying Black Lives Matter, then um, you had these group of people saying no all lives matter. And the issue with that is that we're not, black people are not saying that no other lives matter, but we're focusing right now on black lives matter. Like you can't go up to, you know, a, a cancer rally and just be like, um, what about Lyme disease? And, you know, like the biggest <laughs> issue is <laughs> about all lives matter is, um, my biggest issue is if, if all lives really matter, where were you at during slavery? Where were you at during Soros right? Like, why are you? just created right now against Black Lives Matter. Um, so with Terry Crews' statement, it, it, it sounded like something that All Lives Matter would say. Because um, right now with Black people, we're, we're not trying to, we're not saying, we know that we need white people help in order for this to happen. But it was just like his timing, it, like he's he's done things like this before and said things like this before. It, it's just he had bad timing. And um, what I think the real issue is, is that Sometimes we treat celebrities, we put them on a pedestal, and just because you're a celebrity doesn't mean necessarily that your voice should be heard. Bro, you, you should be more silenced if you're a celebrity. Let's be real, bro. I don't want to get my fucking political news from fucking Katy Perry. I'm sorry. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, yo, I just want you to sing, you know, firework. You know what I mean? I'm all good with that. Like, yeah, dude, that's the problem with platforms. Just because people have a lot doesn't mean they know a lot. And I'm not going to put people on blast, but there's a couple that I would really, yeah. That's that's why I'm trying to not 
say certain shit because people, celebrity is like, just because you're famous or whatever, don't mean you have it. But let me read exam, again what he said. Defeating white supremacy without white people creates black supremacy. Equality is the truth. Like it or not, we're all in this together. So first you have to say to yourself on that statement, well, is there white supremacy? I mean, I would say so. I mean, how Correct. would you say? A lot of movies that I have been in, it was only like one or two black people sometimes. It wasn't just, where's the best actor? Right. And I believe, and I and listen, I love all the movies I've done. I'm just saying though, if you look at stuff from your perspective, I bet you watched a lot of movies and there wasn't enough people that look like you. Would you say that or not? Oh, majority of my life, yeah. And so that where I would say white supremacy is, it's in it's in advertisements. It's in it's not as much as in sports. You always see people that look like you. Would you agree with that statement? Correct. But in terms of being able to call shots, own shit, making moves, Wall Street and such, you would you would, you would say white yeah church church. Yeah, even with white Pope. Jesus. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. I mean, but I always, when I think of church, so too, I also think black people have a robust church thing. But you're right, the 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 God, you're right, is totally white, and he's like a super, like Jared Leto, like Jesus. You know what I mean, I mean, he's not. You're right. I mean, he's not. He ain't black. So you're right. Never, I never see any black angels. Mm -mm. Um, so. Okay, so Terry said, hold on, damn it. I'm looking for the quote again. So the black, white supremacy, white people creates black supremacy. So look, he's trying to be kumbaya and saying, listen, we're all in this together, which, which I would say is a, is a good thing, right? Would you agree with that? That we all in this together? Yeah, but it's but not, that's not the focus right now. No, and, and it's like, yo, we can all be in this together, but it's like, yo, there's like 85% and then the rest is left for us at 15%, whatever. And there's like 60% or black or, or whatever numbers, meaning that you're basically saying, yo, Terry, we can all be equal, but let's get equal first right. before we start saying we're equal, correct? Correct. Okay. So, yeah. I can see your point, man. Yeah. So, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's weird, man. Um, I, I really, I really right. think that um, social media, what I'm learning is that it's going to either make, um, going down the road, people are going to have to be either better people or they're going to have to hide their opinions more. Um, because it, social know. media is really exposing who you are. All your insecurities, your racism, it, it's out there. You can't hide it for long with social media. So it, it comes down either you got to get a good PR team that posts for you or you got to actually become a better person, which might be a good thing. I know, but bro, you're so right. I mean, but you see, you're like a dude, like you'll forgive people and you'll give them another shot. Like you, like you gave dumb, dumb, you didn't cancel them. You said, okay, dumb, dumb, I lost respect for you. 
get in the front fucking lines, risk getting that COVID cough, and get out there for my people <laughs> and fucking make some shit. All right? Because right. you got a strike against you. So that's cool. You know, he better do that and not just do it for the gram and show you that. <laughs> but but the fact that you're giving him a shot is already head and shoulders above most people because most people are like, cancel, done, whatever. So that's one thing we have to do is not cancel people. Um, well, we have to but, understand that um, go ahead. people people change. You got to grow. Like Malcolm X, you know, Malcolm X won't always Malcolm X. Like he was a, a criminal before he became Malcolm X. So that's one of the yeah. problems with the cancer culture. We got to give people time to actually um, become a better person. Like you, it, you, you're not going to start off as a good person right away. You got to learn from your mistakes. Bro, do you, ever, you read Malcolm X book, right? Yeah. So, you know, he changed his belief system overnight. Correct. That's what, like, the, the theory of life, when I'm, people always say, I can't, I try. That's why I'm like, no, 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 you don't fucking try. Okay? You fucking do. Like, Malcolm X, it was either he became a zealot, zealous Muslim overnight, or, no, he didn't like white people. And he thought <laughs> white people were the devil. And then he said, in jail, it's in his book, I don't know the specific, but overnight... It all left him because he got clarity. Right. Do you remember that part of the book? So, I yeah. mean, and he, he said it was gone. Right. I solid think it was something two, to do with, with Muhammad. Yeah. And so, was it Elijah Muhammad? I think it was something like that. He did something that he didn't think was, was righteous. But again, exactly. Right. But he was like who he was. When he believed it, he did it. And when he didn't, he didn't. He was right. no bullshit. With yeah, and that's why I think we really got to get rid of cancer culture because people, you have to grow. How are you going to grow if you don't learn from your mistakes? Yeah, that's why I'm trying to like do these things and talk because that's what I think the world doesn't have right now. I mean, it does in the good podcast, you know, but mm -hmm. it, it's true. People are just canceling people. And you know, bro, because, you know, you're a comedian, okay? You know, you you wear multiple hats. You know, you're a black man. I mean, that is a hat, right? Because you have to, there's right. stuff that comes with that, you know? And there's stuff that comes with a comedian, you know? And it's like, you don't even want to see cancel culture. Right. I, I mean, I know I'm going to get canceled one day. So I'm just kind of like. How, <laughs> <laughs> <Ow>, bro? <laughs> Bro, come on, man. You got to get them I'm tighter. Why? <laughs> I've decided that I'm not going to let fear control me. Because when you let fear control yeah. you, that's when you, you become less confident. And I will attack fear all day. So I'm not going to be afraid no more to actually say how I feel and how I speak. And then, I mean, if I go learn from it, and then that's when I become a better person. But I just can't let fear control me. Yeah, dude, I noticed that in your last couple of posts. You're kind of like, you're getting in there. You're mixing it up a little bit. Before, you would just be like, you're going to do your thing and over here and just entertain. But now you're like, fuck it. Would you say the COVID did that? Or would you say the last two weeks did that with, uh, you know, all the protests? Um, I would say the quarantine, COVID quarantine, um, mostly because it's time to have solitude to yourself. And uh, what I realized is the difference between uh, uh, a headliner that headlines clubs and theaters and somebody who's a road comic that you'd never heard their name before. And mostly it's because 
they don't speak their mind or say things that they might be afraid to say. The guys that you never heard a name from, they're going to say things that are safe. And when you play safe, you, you're going to be on that smaller level. It's true, bro. You're so right. I mean, listen, it's like I just did my special, man, and and I feel that, like, it was good. I was really – it's funny, and people – I've been really liking it. And people talk about, man, you're so uh, self-depreciating and stuff. And they're like, why did you get the title Stupid Smart? And I said, well, it's kind of like a play on words because, you know, people kind of think of me as my MO. It's like I'm a little goofy and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then the second half – of the special, I get into more smarter stuff, and my next special will be more smart, you know, and that's like attacking what you're saying is because that's, I think our job, I want to say now more than ever, because Richard Pryor's clips, if you've been watching them this week, are so relevant, unfortunately, 46 years later, um, <laughs> like, and also uh, Dick Gregory, but also George yeah. Carlin, Bill Hicks. So, I mean, you know, people before us, we're always saying shit, you know, 40, 50 years ahead. So comedy is so needed, but it was just needed as well back then. But I do feel that, yeah, man, you got to take a stance. And it was like, I, I learned that myself just in terms of like, just doing this. Like, I want to express myself. I want to talk to people like you. And it's like, it really doesn't behoove me in a way to do this because I could, I'll probably say something that'll fucking get me canceled, just like you said. But it's like, we got to do it because we got to express ourselves. And you're right. If you want to be relevant and in this game, you got to fucking put your, your, you know, yourself on the line. And it's not like we, we did anything crazy tonight, but you did. You said some stuff that you stand behind. And I think that's, I think that's what the new world's going to be. Don't you think like with comedy afterwards, it's going to be less? I mean, there's always going to be room for escapism. But that's what I'm right. kind of growing from, trying to be less of escapism, you know, and get into that that realm of educating. And that's where you can't be a uh, – what do you call it, though? You can't be like a pontificator because you know how audiences get turned off on that shit. But that's why, you, right. you know, you draw them in and then try to convince them. But I feel – do you feel like comedy is going to be even more like that? What do you think? Uh, well, I think the way comedy is going to go now is the way you're going to be able to stick out is if you're that person that gives that strong point of view. Um, but the thing is, this is what we, we run into, like, um, <laughs> why so many people get canceled. You can't just have a strong point of view and not actually actually sat and thought about what you're saying. Like, it actually has to make sense. Like, something that you said yesterday made me think about something that I think that everybody's going through right now. Um, you said it was a weird time to do comedy. And I wanted to ask you that because were you saying that as like in fear of like we shouldn't be doing that because of everything that's going on right now? Uh, I'll try to give you the medium answer without going too long. But there's such a – well, it's a weird time because like for example, so all the last week when – all of the, the the chaos was happening on top of the other chaos. It was, I was the week that I was promoting my special. Right. And dude, I did, I did a shitload of press. I couldn't be more happy with it. Like podcasts, articles, uh, radio, Zooms, all that stuff. And it was, 
And it was weird because of what was going on. Mm-hmm. And so you had to compartmentalize. I mean, you saw like once like kind of last Saturday hit, all social media was off. Like, yo, not only do you, if you, if you only post, you only posted about what was going on and that was it if you posted and you had to post the right way. So everything you're saying comes back to what you're saying with this with like there's a there's a a thing here that what you just said is why I think it's weird because to talk about what we're talking about right now, let's just say Black Lives Matter, you know, police brutality and all that stuff, is that it doesn't if you can't do it in eight minutes. Okay, exactly. so when you call in, you do a radio show, morning drive radio, which is 7 a.m. and people are on their way to work and their stupid job and their stupid car and they're going to meet Bill from accounting and his stupid fact machine and a cup of Folgers coffee and all that shit. <laughs> they want to hear fucking dippity-doo, boo 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 And so I did 10 interviews. And like all the podcasts, they said if they addressed it, we talked about it, it was good to go. Other podcasts, if they didn't want to address it, then they knew you got to hold that content and wait for the appropriate time because it would be un- it would be insensitive to put that shit out in the middle of all this. Do you agree with that? Um, I- I'm in a weird – as far as promoting, yes. I, I think that's a weird time. But just the but let content me, Let me finish general- this thought. Okay. But let me finish this thought. So with all this stuff happening, so radio DJs were asking me, just some promoting it and I was just straight promoting it like five of them and like we got into it a little bit and we were able to touch on it which was uncomfortable because I'm like we only have eight minutes here do you really want to go deep into systematic racism and it's like I'm white you're white what can we really say we need a black person to talk about so it's a little hard to talk about on morning zip zoo radio but then like five other stations or four other stations didn't want to talk about it and I was like, yo, you don't even want to address it. And they're like, no, 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 let's just. And that's when I realized how much of a bigger problem this is. I mean, I already knew it, but like that's systematic right there that you don't want to fuck with your listeners' ears and ruin their drive time radio to talk about atrocities going in the world. I'm sorry, Julie from fucking, you know, the break room. (laughs) You don't want to hear about that. So that's all that comes back to what you're saying is it's weird to do comedy now because. That's why we have these problems because people escape too much. They run too much to reality TV. When Black Lives Matter was trending, so was Kylie Jenner's net worth. Okay, she's not a billionaire, but she got 900 million. Who gives a fuck? Congratulations, it's incredible. That's still incredible. Why was that a top 20 trend when all this was going on? So my thing is, it takes away from the movement and from all of these things, if you do provide too much escapism. I, I've never looked at it from that perspective right there. Well, bro, like from COVID, yo, escape all you want. Tornadoes, mm-hmm. escape all you want. Earthquakes, escape all you want. They tell us we have aliens, escape all you want. Racial inequality, we're all trying to be equal, shouldn't escape. That's a problem we got to address. The other shit is kind of out of our hands. COVID is like a wait and see, right? Right. Tornadoes, you buckle in. So, yeah, I'm all about it, but just not doing that. So, that's interesting. All right, so you saw a different take on that there. Yeah, because I, I, I was really thinking that, because um, when I look through my feed right now, I get depressed. And um, I was thinking it might be a good thing that you were putting out content 
um, to give people a relief, you know, uh, that what's going on. But you, you made a great point. You made me think. Now I gotta go sit down in my room and, and really think about what you said. <laughs> but check this out. Well, well, it's like Kareem Abdul said last week. Look at his piece in the LA Times. He said, because a lot of people were getting mad about the rioting and the looting, right? Okay, let, let's just say the looting is much different than the rioting. Rioting is different, right. okay? The looting, people were going in and straight jacking the cause again. You agree with that? Correct. And there was also some groups in there trying to fuck shit up, as you know, breaking windows and all this. You saw that shit. They even saw a cop right. car in L.A., they said it was a fake cop car from like somebody brought in and lit the shit on fire. There's a great video about it. So there was definitely people trying to cause black and white to fight. I'm not saying it's not already right. there, but you agree with that, right? Right. Think about this, the protest and the unrest of your emotions. People, when they want to escape, that means they don't want to deal. I.e. run to the bottle, run to the joint, run to the strip club whatever they want to run to the video game run to jamie kennedy special which i hope you do <laughs> but it could it at this moment we should have unrest in our emotions if we want the shit to change and deal with That's it my, yeah i got you it's a solid point and i will I, say man you like that point thank you mm -hmm. i will say you tell me but the cops went from like third degree one cop to like, I think second degree, they're still not there. It's gonna be first degree, but all cops being arrested. That I believe was actually done by the physical inertia of the marching and the energy. I do believe that the actual people doing caused that change. So I do believe these things are causing change. Do you think that too? Right. Yeah, it, it, it's working. And the fact that all 50 states protested and it's like across the whole world, it, it, it's, it's putting pressure on people to change. And I do believe it, it is because of the protests. And um, even though it, it seems like with Donald Trump, he, he's saying one thing, it's like, I don't think he's going to be in office too much longer, but you're going to see a lot of changes um, coming pretty soon. It'll be interesting, bro. I don't know. There's a lot of Trumpies out there, but you're right. Yeah, no. I mean, I don't want to get political, but dude, who, I don't, you know, do you like Biden? No, but he's the, he's the best of the two. Dude, dude, can't, dude, dude talks like fucking, like, uh, he's like, uh, uh, dude, the dude's got fucking a brain fart all the time. I mean, the dude, come on, man. He's, he's come on, dude. He's like your loopy uncle. Hey, that's your girlfriend. Come over here. Let me see. Hey, come here. I mean, you ever see that video of him sniffing people and shit? Come on, dude. But look, I mean, I, I think I'm you, tell you uh, he's funny. They fucked up. We fucked up. Andrew Yang was a good dude. We fucked up. Go ahead. He, he was a good dude. And, and, and I'll say this. When Trump became president, I thought it was a joke. I was laughing. I'm like, he's doing stuff that was funny. Then we got to this quarantine and 100,000 people died. And it wasn't funny anymore. No. It's like, no. no. See, because you and me, see, that's where we are. You, me, and I know a lot of other comedians. That, that, that comedian blood that's running through us looks at Trump and we laugh a lot. Trump right. is a funny motherfucker. 
and he makes me laugh. And that's why you you may forgive him for a lot of shit because he's funny, right? You're just laughing at him. He disarms you, right? I mean, but people that don't get him don't get it. But he's fucking right. funny. He says some shit, you know, like saw injected. We try that, inject that, that, that thing. <laughs> but you're right. Now it's like come to Jesus time and people are fucking dropping, and he's like. Uh, you know, I had, you know, it, I kept it under 200,000. I mean, you know, he doesn't take, you know, responsibility for anything. I, uh, yeah. But that's a whole other, I think all politicians are part of the puppet game, but that's a whole other thing. But, um, yo, this is a good talk, dude, man. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you for the kind words. I don't know when we're going to be out on the road again. It was cool doing that show with you yesterday with the little Zoom at the Comedy Loft. Yeah, it was fun. I'm actually um, June 19th and 20th. I, I just got a date for Greensboro, um, North Carolina. So I should be back I on love the road that club. next weekend. You're going in. Yeah. You middling, headlining what? Middling. Who's headlining? Um, I have to look at the email. It's all right. Local guy. That's the Comedy Zone. Tell your dates and tell all your socials. Um, June 19th to June 20th, I'll be at the Greensboro, North Carolina Comedy Zone. Um, go check me out. We got shows 8 o'clock and 10 p.m. both nights. Um, I'm on all social media platforms, at Von Michael. Make sure you add me. And um, I have a quarantine comedy special that just released, um, which is on iTunes, Spotify, all streaming platforms. Make sure you download and listen to that. That's the one you filmed on uh, Sarasota. <laughs> <laughs> he filmed that shit in front of me without me even knowing. You filmed that shit at McCurdy. You better not tell McCurdy. They're going to want to come. By the way, that quality was bomb. He filmed this whole special opening up for me. And this shit looks amazing. Dude, did you ask McCurdy's about that? No. I, I did that By the way, early last minute. You filmed that shit in the whitest city in the world. <laughs> what part of Florida was that shit? Fucking Sarasota. Oh, Nathan. Vaughn down there. Damn, this is a nice club. Bombers green room. You know you had a good weekend. Yeah, that, that's a great club. Cook- <laughs> it is a great club. <laughs> you better not let the people organizing the cookout let you know you filmed that. that shit. Well, by the way. Watch his special, it's hilarious. And the production value is great. That's what, McCurdy's is like ahead of it because they put in their own system so they can take clips, they give it to the comics, which is beautiful, and we can put them on the internet. Helps the club, helps the comic. I mean, it was awesome, right? Absolutely. Uh, All right, man, well, thank you for doing this. Listen, everybody, check out Vaughn, check out me. We're trying this, Uh, you know, everybody be cool. Keep talking, but but keep listening. Have a good night, everybody. Peace.